Are you ready for the best real estate investing advice ever? Join Joe Fairless and today's successful real estate professional as they share it with you. Let's go. A quick word from our sponsor, The Door Devil. Homeowners spend hundreds on alarm systems each year, but rarely reinforce the weakest point on the home, the doors. Bad guys know this, and that's why kick-ins are so common. Simply adding door devils virtually eliminates the home security gap. Sleep better tonight. Reinforce your doors. Visit doordevil.com and enter best ever to get an exclusive 20% discount on your purchase. Hello, Best Ever listeners. Welcome to the Best Real Estate Investing Advice Ever show. I'm Joe Farrell, and I'm here with today's guest, Brian Hancock. Hi, Brian. Hey, Joe. How are you? Doing well. And excited to have you on the show. Brian is a founder of Inner 10 Capital. It's a company that focuses on single family and small residential developments. His funds have raised more than $13 million for real estate development in Austin, Texas over the last two years, and he's got big plans of raising over $25 million next year. And with that, Brian, can you tell the best ever listeners a little bit more about your background, what you're up to, and why you're doing what you're doing? So um, I've been an investor now for about 12 years. I started in about 2003. Got pretty serious about investing in, in 06. I've uh, done quite a bit of different stuff. I've owned and operated apartment complexes. Uh, done lots of really uh, distressed type purchases. Did that for a while. Um, was fairly successful with that. Started a coaching program for a couple of years, where I met my uh, current business partner, John Blackman. He's my best student. And um, you know, in the course of investing, we got to the point where we started having a lot more deal flow than we had funds to invest in said deals. So uh took about to learning about learning to raise and organize money. Uh, so I decided to attend uh, Joel Block's uh, biannual symposium. And I was wanting to learn more about uh, raising funds on my own. So uh, private capital, uh, private equity fund. And so um, I, I learned a lot working with Joel. Been doing that for about the last five or six years. So, uh, you know, raising money from a blind pool is quite a bit different than raising it the money on a deal-by-deal basis. So we've, we've raised money that way. We've also raised it through joint venture partnerships here locally for some of the development deals that I'm doing. And what I found is that uh, raising money through a blind pool is kind of one end of the spectrum. It's, it's rather hard to do. And raising money from joint venture partnerships is kind of the other end of the spectrum. It's kind of an easier thing to do. And what's in the middle, um, to me, is kind of raising money on a single-purpose syndication basis. So I decided to kind of split the difference and kind of get the best of both worlds. And we just started a new fund called Intertent Capital uh, about a year ago now. The sister company for our development company, which is Intertent Development. We have 43 development projects going in the Austin market right now. And so over the course of the next probably year or two, uh, we're going to make the foray into doing single-purpose syndications through crowdfunding. Been heavily involved in crowdfunding in the last year, uh, kind of as Title II has been implemented through the Jobs Act, and um, have a couple of successful raises on iFunding, which is a third-party portal. And so we are in the, purpose, in the process of setting up our own portal right now to be able to raise money on our own. 
but we're also reserving the uh, the right to go ahead and, and raise stuff through I funding as well. I really like those guys. I think they do a good job. It's just uh, we'd like to be able to own our own list and, and do some other things that we need to be able to do. And in order to be able to do that, we wanted to go ahead and start our own portal. So that's kind of a brief history of time. I, I've, I've done quite a bit of different stuff in the industry. But over the last five or so years, we've mostly been focused on, on single-family residential development in Austin. So with your current projects of over 40 development projects in Austin, how did you get to that point? What was the major tipping point in your mind with your career that expedited you to where you're at now from where you were? And where were you at the very beginning? Well, you know, it depends on what you call the beginning. Really kind of where things got more serious. I finished my my MBA program when I was in Fort Worth at uh, Lockheed Martin in 2006. So after I did that, I've really kind of taken the the real estate business pretty seriously. Um, You know, so I had all of the the financial background to be able to own and operate my own company, but it's taken, uh, you know, several years of real estate experience to get to the point where I've developed uh, a track record. That combined with the fact uh, that I've got all the training through this other fund, learning how to raise and organize money, um, it's sort of been, I guess, the tipping point for me. My point of view on real estate investing is that I'm primarily a money manager. So I like to partner with other people on projects and help them manage their money, help them deploy their capital to good quality projects. And, um, you know, raising and organizing money to me is sort of the top of the real estate mountain. And it's sort of my point of view on everything is that um, I would rather operate from that standpoint than be a guru in any one of the the different skill sets that there are that you can develop expertise in. And the reason is, is that the market changes. You know, development projects in Austin are are great right now, but uh, two or three years from now, they might be a lot more overbought than they are, and the opportunity might not be the same. Well, if I have good quality relationships with my investors and I've got a proven track record of making them money, it's uh, probably going to be a much easier sell for me to say, go, you know, make investments in some other area that for whatever else is going to be a better use of funds at that point in time. It could be uh, mobile home investing, you know, uh, apartments or whatever makes more sense at the time. So that to me, that's the, the most valuable and quality thing that I want to make sure I maintain is those relationships with our investors because the projects to me are kind of uh, fungible and I'd like to be able to react to the market whenever uh, there's a different opportunity, and, and hopefully my investors will have enough confidence in us to be able to execute on those projects instead of what we've been doing when the market was in a different state than it is at that point in time. That's interesting. B- before I ask you the question I ask everyone about your best advice ever, I have one quick follow-up on that to get your thought. A lot of the guests I have on the show and a lot of the people I speak with, they say focus on one thing get really, really good at it, and you'll be able to find ways to make money with that approach. You might not buy it the same way, and your strategy might be different, but if you're always focused on multifamily, then you don't go chasing mobile homes or office or retail whenever the market shifts. But it sounds like 
your main focus is, as you mentioned, you're primarily a money manager. Raising and organizing money is the top of the real estate mountain, so that's where you want to reside. How do you become knowledgeable and an expert in the different areas of real estate to know how to qualify a deal um, for your investors to put their money into? That's that's a great question. Um, the way I look at it, I mean, I have a very large network. So everybody uh, is an expert at something, as you mentioned. So it could be that uh, retail projects in, in Austin you know, end up being the best place to put money. If you know how to raise and organize money well and, and provide that value as part of the equation, it's very easy to find good quality operators in town that probably have skill sets that it would take you a decade or so to develop. So, you know, if you've got a good reputation around town, it's very easy to approach these people, say, hey, I've got a great relationship with an investor base, um, you know, 500 or 1,000 investors that would be interested in any projects that I'm interested in and feel like that I do a pretty good job of, of vetting them. Um, what would you think about partnering with me on, on an opportunity like that? And I think um, you'd be hard-pressed to find good quality owner-operator developers or other real estate uh, gurus in a certain subject matter expertise that don't need more money. Um, if you're good at something, you tend to find way more quality deals than you can find money to fund them. So um, I think it would be very easy for me to partner with others if, for whatever reason, the projects that were the, the better projects to do at any given point in time are things that I don't have the right expertise to be able to underwrite myself. Makes sense. Brian, what is your best real estate investing advice ever? What I would say is that my point of view when, when people approach me and they kind of want to get into the business is – how can you deliver uh, great value for folks? And I think that what people tend to neglect in their real estate businesses is how to learn how to raise money and organize it properly. And I know we've talked about that a lot already on the call. Uh, so I, I would think that most of the investors at some point in their career are going to get to the point where they need to be able to raise more money than they have available. So learning the, those skill sets in parallel with a lot of the other things that you might be learning when you're developing out your real estate career, uh, your, your real estate uh, skill sets, it's something that everybody should spend time doing. And I, I don't see it a lot in the industry. I travel in the RECA groups quite a bit, uh, the different um, uh, real estate groups and you know conferences. And a lot of people spend a lot of time developing a very niche set of skills, but they don't really spend an equivalent amount of time learning to raise money. And it, at some point in their investing career, that really constrains their growth. So I think people need to try and spend more time learning to do that earlier in their investing career so as not to get that bottleneck at some point. What's the best way to start learning how to raise money and organize it properly? I think, uh, you know, Joel Block's program in uh, Las Vegas is a really good starting point. Uh, really the best way is to find a local, probably developer, uh, and figure out a way that you can provide value for them and just uh, get in there and learn as much as you can and have them hopefully uh, you know, be a nice mentor for you. 
the, the rules and regulations do vary by state. And I think a lot of the, the customs about, you know, how things get put together also vary by locale. So I think that people would be well served to try and find somebody locally that's doing it and try and provide value for them in any way that they possibly can and get in there and, and learn by doing. Are you ready for the best ever lightning round? Sure. Best ever book you've read? I don't know that it was the best ever, but it's the one that springs to mind because I just got done reading it. Uh, Gene Trowbridge's book, It's a Whole New Business, is a, is a fantastic book to read on real estate syndication for anybody that's got an interest in the subject. Best ever personal growth experience and what you learned from it? The best experience that I've had is the financial crash of 2008. And um, it kind of harkens back to some advice I got from an old graybeard investor when I first started investing. And that is uh, make sure you keep yourself as liquid as possible because liquidity is staying power. And the people that are successful in the real estate business don't over leverage and make sure they maintain as much liquidity as they can because uh, they're able to ride through the cycles like other investors are not. Best ever success habit you practice? Uh, success habits, I think, is uh, just continuous improvement. I think uh, approach each day trying to make yourself better at what you're trying to develop expertise in. And uh, I think uh, persistence is a hallmark of, of the best investors. So uh, just incrementally trying to get better each day at what you're trying to do. Best ever deal you've done? I think the best deal, and it's kind of maybe a little early, I've got a, a six-unit development we're working on in Austin that was a pretty challenging deal to get through uh, the city because it's got some heritage trees and uh, some other really other challenging stuff from the city ordinance perspective. But uh, one of the pieces of advice that comes from that is that uh, where there's a lot of challenges, there's a lot of great opportunity too. So. That deal is going to end up being a fantastic deal for us. So we took my partner and I each took a 25% promote in that deal, and um, it'll it'll deliver several hundred thousand dollars for us over over the next six months or so. It's a great deal. Best ever quote. Best ever quote. Whether you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. By Henry Ford. Best ever school in Texas, not Texas or TCU. Oh. The the correct answer the correct answer is Texas Tech by the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think uh, Rice is a really good school. No, so it's no, probably, it's Texas no, Tech. No, Texas Tech it is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> was was that too much of a leading question? Sorry. <laughs> Brian, what's right. the, what's the best ever place to reach you? Uh, a great place to reach me is obviously on Bigger Pockets, but our our website is www.inner10 and that's one zero capital dot com. Uh, I also have my phone number at the bottom of my uh, Bigger Pockets posts. I uh, love to talk to anybody about investing at any time. I uh, investing junkie and I live, eat, and breathe this stuff, and I love talking about it. All right. Well, thank you, sir, and appreciate you being on the show, sharing your advice with the best ever listeners. Really interesting stuff, hearing about you know raising money and getting started and being a money manager, surrounding yourself with team members who, as you said, have skill sets that would take you a decade to develop, uh, but rather knowing how to ask the right questions, 
and delegate and identify the good opportunities based on your cumulative experience and having the right people in place. So thanks a lot for joining, and we'll talk to you soon. Yeah, thanks for having me. Okay, bye. Hey you, best ever listener. Do you want more? Then head to joefairless.com where there are tons of free videos, templates, and content to help you get deals done. And if you want Joe to personally help you reach your goals, then go to the Work With Joe tab on joefairless.com and apply to, well, Work With Joe.